Well, thank you um, so much for inviting this to this uh, public forum. And during the morning session, uh, there have been much um, has been talked about the global uh, abolition uh, initiatives, uh, political and technological trajectory of the deeper uh, reduction of the strategic forces. Uh, but I'm very glad that this public forum is also paying attention uh, to the regional uh, implication, especially to Japan, uh, of uh, the implication of this debate. Um, because I believe that the concept of the nuclear disarmament, uh, the arms control, and uh, the concept of the extended deterrence have uh, regional variations uh, reflecting the different regions' uh, strategic conditions. And I have to mention that uh, there has been a significant development surrounding this debate, uh, which may cause, uh, unfortunately, a growing concerns uh, and dilemma uh, in the nuclear stability uh, in East Asia. Of course, the first development is the uh, Obama administration's formal commitment to the world free of nuclear weapons. And to that extent, the United States will significantly de-emphasize of nuclear deterrence in the security and its military strategy, uh, which are the uh, things uh, debated in the first session. Um, accordingly, the United States and Russia will pursue a deeper cut uh, in strategic arms to ever smaller levels, as we have discussed uh, during our previous sessions. Uh, but contrary to the global upheaval for this disarmament, uh, the nuclear dynamics in Asia is becoming more severe uh, and believed to be further severe in coming years. North Korea has conducted its second nuclear test uh, on May 25th this year, uh, and it was reported to be uh, much bigger and sophisticated than the last uh, test in October 2006. And we believe that North Korean nuclear capability is still uh, limited uh, in the terms of uh, size of nuclear devices and its possible operations. Uh, it is still in unknown uh, whether uh, they have succeeded in miniaturization of devices, which means that which enable to equip those devices to their missiles, and whether they have acquired re-entry and targeting technology for their delivery system. Although US, Japan, and Korea's official acknowledgments were that miniaturization have yet to be achieved, there are growing numbers of experts and scientists uh, mentioning that it is only a matter of time before North Korea managed to do that. North Korea also announced uh, earlier this month that it is in the final stage of enriching the uranium. It was the first time since October 2002 that they officially uh, acknowledge uh, about the existence of highly enriched uranium program. It is still unknown how far they have acquired the enrichment technology, but it certainly complicated uh, the issue a step further. As we have um, discussed uh, this issue in the Northeast Asia regional grouping called Six-Party Talks, uh, in September 2005, North Korea has pledged to abandon all nuclear weapons and its programs in return for gaining the security guarantee uh, from the United States. Uh, they officially mentioned that United States affirmed that 
it has no intention to attack or invade DPRK with nuclear or conventional weapons. And a lot of efforts has been made uh, during the late Bush administration towards the disabling of the production capacity of Yongbyon nuclear uh, facility. However, uh, it seems like we have somewhat overestimated the collective efforts made by five parties since it obviously lacked the force to keep North Korea at the right track and to punish them if they do not abide by the agreements. So it is still important to maintain the six-party talks uh, for the framework to provide North Korea an assurance whenever the North Korea would like to come back to the table. However, it is also important to reinvigorate the understanding among the five parties to reach further assurances of taking a risk to pressurize uh, North Korea for denuclearization. Now, let me also mention about China. Um, Chinese nuclear forces have still been kept in the moderate numbers, comparing to the, which numbers acquired by the U.S. and Russia, and it has signed the CTBT also. However, China is moder modernizing its strategic forces, and also they are diversifying their offensive tools. Most significantly, they have dramatically increased the number of short-range ballistic missiles to Taiwan, but recently paying more attention to the medium-range ballistic missile that can target uh, Northeast Asian countries and India uh, as well, and also with some cruise missiles. Um, China has been working hard to ensure the deterrence uh, against the United States, under which we believe that the basic doctrine of minimum uh, deterrence uh, from our perspective. So far, at least, no U.S. administration has taken a definitive position on this issue. There seems to be uh, like uh, whether the Chinese force, Chinese nuclear force, have a kind of uh, Korea second strike capability uh, towards the United States has not been recognized by any uh, uh, U.S. Uh, president or officials uh, in a direct sense. But however, as far as I'm concerned, I do not think that the United States can avoid doing so, which means that they are uh, recognizing Chinese force as a more credible deterrence force uh, against the United States because of following reasons. Number one is that the U.S. and Japanese missile defense uh, uh, are gaining new operational capabilities for Chinese uh, medium and long-range missiles, which China concerns that their deterrence uh, will be deteriorated, which means that currently, of course, Japanese have possessed the missile defense, which, which main target will be the North Korean Nodong missiles that can target Japan, but we are also having uh, the uh, uh, scientific experiments and also the joint developments uh, for the uh, upgrading uh, the missile that can also intercept uh, the longer range missile that includes the Chinese medium range ballistic missile, which Chinese are very much concerned of. That, that is number one. The second, from Chinese side, although there are developments of the ICBM, has been moderate as the number of the CSS-4, uh, which, which is the liquid propellant uh, that has been installed since 1980, remain in 2000, 24 to 30. 
uh, for last 10 years. They are seemingly developing highly modernized uh, strategic forces, uh, such as land-based DF-31A, DF-21, and also submarine-based uh, JL-2. So these are the points, uh, exactly the points uh, for your thoughts. Uh, on the outline of changing the nuclear dynamics uh, in Asia. Um, uh, and also that will have, uh, I think, the very uh, important strategic impact towards the U.S. perception on the nuclear relations between uh, U.S. Uh, and China. So let me, um, with having those kind of new nuclear dynamics in Northeast Asia. Now let me make a few points about uh, Japan and the question of the extended deterrence. When President Obama mentioned about the world free of nuclear weapons, uh, he also mentioned that the United States maintained the adequate deterrent as long as the nuclear weapons remain. And Japanese responses, as Gareth mentioned in the first session, have been double-folded. Well, one, number one is that Japan wish an ultimate uh, elimination of nuclear weapons uh, because of historically embedded reasons. But at the same time, number two is that uh, we would like to maintain the credible uh, nuclear extended deterrence uh, provided by uh, the United States. And many could mention that this is a kind of very contradictory uh, stance which Japanese government uh, could take. But it's a kind of a reality that uh, we wish the new elimination, but uh, uh, as long as the North Korea uh, and the China uh, takes the stance uh, of the new, in, 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 the new, in the new nuclear dynamics which I have mentioned, uh, we need to maintain for some extent of the credible uh, nuclear deterrent provided by the United States. Then what are the uh, Japan's preferences? Number one, Japan wants the United States to pursue its double commitments uh, by the Obama administration without damaging the extended deterrence and general security ties uh, with Japan. In this regard, Japan wants more visible nuclear commitment uh, the United States, both by doctrine uh, and its capability. And the nuclear dimension of the U.S. commitments and capability in Asia should be addressed, in, in my eyes, in, in more concrete terms. Ironically, in the time of de-emphasizing the role of nuclear weapon in the global scale, we need to re-emphasize the role of nuclear deterrence in Asia. However, it does not mean that the role of nuclear weapons is dramatically increased uh, in the deterrence and the war fighting in Northeast Asia. The central role of the extended deterrence continues to be played by the United States in the conventional force presence uh, in Asia. It is quite logical to say that in order to de-emphasize the role of nuclear weapons, the stronger and wider role of conventional forces that can respond to the multi-layer contingency scenario will be, I think, uh, pretty much necessary. We must think um, how much that the conventional forces can play the role of deterrence and response and possibly to replace the role played by the nuclear weapons. But until the time the concerned parties understand the role of conventional weapons, um, nuclear weapons and nuclear extended deterrence should be maintained. Uh, in minimum, but the very visible manner. Uh, it is quite favorable for Japan to have a nuclear arms control and disarmament efforts in Northeast Asia as well. The targets are very clear. We need to take a political risks of having a grand deal with North Korea to make them give up its nuclear weapons. 
the deals involved the passage to invite North Korea by ensuring their regime survival, but at the same time have access to greater deal with funds and resources if they give up the uh, nuclear weapons. However, they will face the severe consequences if they do not do so. These are the kind of package of the grand bargain we need to take a further step. The second target is to invite China uh, to a multilateral arms control negotiation favorably in the start follow-on process. It is quite important to include China into the global arms control framework, then that the level of the confidence and trajectory towards less numbers of nuclear weapons will become more salient. I will stop here. Thank you very much.